baby what's up welcome to the show madhouse what's up babies how you guys doing in the chat room we got mike uh coming up here we also got special guest archbishop and the big bone man from the big boneyard coming on they're gonna let us know what they got going on over on their channel but today we're gonna be talking about hey man you're always seeing the bad uh that happens in the scene but we're gonna be talking about the one percenters man and the good they do for the community yes we're gonna let the alphabet agency know the shuck our schlong let's just be that way and uh yeah we're gonna be talking about the good that goes on great ride up in tomahawk just got done with tomahawk you'll hear about that tomorrow on the uh morning show but let's uh bring in mike we're also going to be talking about the the media and uh big bones a part of that too and archbishop the good that they do to kind of put the you know what i'm just gonna bring in mike come on mikey come on in where you at there, Mike? Well, He's I'm always... waiting for you to do it for me. I, I'm waiting for you to do it. You pull me in when you're ready. Oh, there we go. okay. But it's so okay. You, it's okay. I, you, it's all right. I'll sit. Got I'll, the, I'll do it. I'll do all the work. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Well, you do do a damn good job on the show, man. I always tell you that. Trying. We're always trying, right? Oh yeah, man. But uh, just getting in time, man. I left Tomahawk, uh, Wisconsin, far up north, and got back down here just in time for the show. How long is that ride? Is it a little while? Uh, we put in what seven hundred miles this weekend, so yeah, it was a pretty damn that's good pretty ride. Pretty decent. That's pretty decent. It was yeah, chill. It was chilly as fuck, man. My pecker rolled up inside, man. That's how cold it was. I was gonna ask you how was the weather? How was the weather during it? Oh, man, when you get up there near Lake Superior and stuff, they get snow in, like, October. It was, like, freezing this morning when I left. And I was, you know how you get that cold and then the rain? Sucks. It does. I'm, like, bundled up, and it was all kinds of stuff in there. China Dow following me in the car because we were camping, so she had the, uh, the camping gear. Yeah. And she probably sitting in uh, the car laughing at my ass the whole way home. Yeah, I would, too. You know, then I had to sit there and worry because, you know, on the morning show, how I kind of make fun of Indians, you know, the Tantos. And I had to go through a reservation to go see my kid. And I'm sitting here. Oh, man, I hope they don't listen to my show. They're going to scout my ass if they catch me. Yeah, they're going to get you. They're coming for you. It's all yeah, good, though. Damn right, man. I was, You know what? I was thinking, damn, they're going to catch me, put me in the sand, my head above the sand with ants and shit on there. You know, I had to worry about well, it. You don't like going on there and gambling on their reservations and stuff. You don't like to contribute. Hell no, man. After I make fun of them, are you stupid? Uh, hey, man. What's you might me might want to try to take some money from off the reservation. That's usually what people do when they go gambling. They try well, to win. True. That's true. I did, did learn don't uh, talk about people because they'll get mad at me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a great ride and stuff. Today's show. I, you know, I know I got to cover a lot of bad during the week because of the biker news and stuff, but that really isn't what the 1% scene's all about. It is about helping your community out, and there's a lot 
of clubs out there that uh, wear the diamond that really do help that community. They really bring it together to do the runs, do the parties, do the benefits. And I think it's time uh, to put that kind of good stuff out there. I agree with that. You know, and this is why that I think it's such a great thing having, you know, these guys on here because they, you know, like you, we, you were saying in the very beginning, they run a, their own YouTube channel, their own like podcast, their own show uh, on the big boneyard. And uh, they're also hyperlinked guys. So you guys can go ahead and hit them on my channel. Just subscribe right there for them. And, um, but yeah, they're, they're, I'm a big fan of them. I've actually been watching them since the round table days, quote unquote. So, oh, yeah. So I know, I know I've been watching and following for a long time. So I know that th what they put out, what they're, what they're, what they do, and they're very, uh, informative people. So I, I really like what they do for their community. I do, man. They've came so far, man. This ain't the easiest, uh, thing to get into and they hit their thousand, uh, sub mark. And I was real happy for them on there and they're just keeping, uh, going and going and going. And That's I hope. Right. A lot of people start subscribing to them over there. Uh, they got some really good subjects that they dive into is what I like. And uh, most of the time, you know, there was one that they did that really got to me. And, you know, it takes a lot to burn my ass hairs. It does. It takes a lot to burn my ass hairs. But they were talking about these white supremacists. And one of the biggest things with me is, you know, cause I'm a real patriotic guy. Okay. I had a brother in the Marines and I had an uncle that died in Vietnam. When you see, and this is subject we'll broach on that. But when you see people actually throwing a Nazi salute, I'm, I sit back there and I look at it different than most people because of the military stuff with my family. I say to myself, you know how many freaking people died, died now during World War II to kill that Nazi son of a bitch. The things that he did to our soldiers during World War II. And you sit back and you watch these freaks do that. How can you even call yourself an American? So that is one episode. They really got me. <laughs> okay. They got me. Oh, man. They, they have, they have some immense topics and not, not just, I mean, uh, yeah. there, it's that, every, it's every issue that everyone, they talk about. It was a deep conversation though. And that's what you're going to get over at the big boneyard. You're True. not, you're not going to get something that's not going to challenge your mind that's true that's very true you sit back and listen and you're like okay all right i'm gonna sit there's some interesting stuff here you know what i mean there's a lot a lot to learn you know you never know it all and i love when guys like these guys where they have a lot of knowledge they're coming out and presenting hey this is what a b and c is supposed to look like and they do and they do it very well on their channel and these are guys that are actually in the club scene so uh, I always say go to the guys that know what the hell they're talking about. And uh, these are two of the guys that uh, really do know. 
uh let's see here normandy and he even said we well, well <laughs> we're not going to get into politics here that was just one example of how they challenge your mind and stuff mm -hmm. but let's bring him in mike let's bring him in let's, let's talk to him here let's get it going we got here. big bone and archbishop let's go ahead and bring him in boom Set what up? Up. what's going on gentlemen hey uh full disclosure that was me that hit the applause button <laughs> i like that i like that Man, old bone getting professional here. Got the POVs and everything. Very yeah. nice. I remember when he started out just a cell phone. Yeah, yeah, right. And hey, with dial-up internet. So with that was one, internet. that was one thing AOL I was gonna baby. ask you guys is is how long? Like, I mean, it's, I remember watching you guys back in the roundtable days. You know, yeah. is that when you guys very first decided to start doing YouTube or were you guys doing it prior to that? Like, how did you guys get to the point of like, hey, we're going to do a show together? Man, you know what? Um, so it, uh, interesting thing. So way back, well before the roundtable, uh, Black Dragon and I used to talk back and forth about a lot of different things. And uh, he would he would actually call me and ask me questions about different stuff. And this is well before uh, getting on the show or any of that. We just kind of talked, we knew each other. And uh, when we got together, I guess, uh, uh, Hollywood, uh, you and, and you dragon and Carlos uh, from wild on. Yeah. It was you dragon and, um, and Carlos got together and we're like, Hey, let's do this thing. And we had talked about it before and you guys actually got it started. And I guess sometime after it got started, uh, Dragon was just like, hey, how about you come on the show and, and jump in there? And that's what right sort on. of started that end of it. But prior to that, I was doing, you know, I was writing in the magazines and uh, doing like a full throttle, full throttle news and full throttle, full throttle biker TV and born to ride biker TV and Archbishop was busy running the damn set um, in a couple of different states. And he and I, of course, me and him been cool for forever and ever. So every now and then I'd work on a certain subject or whether it was one of the shows or or, or, um, or the round table or something. And Archbishop would say, hey, well, next time, you know, make sure you throw that out there. So I would always, and you guys have heard me mention Wise a lot of times. And I'd say, hey, my brother Wise says this, my brother Wise says that. Well, one of the ones who was saying different things that wanted me to throw out some info was Archbishop. He'd say, man, you know, you ought to make sure you tell him this or this, mm -hmm. that. And we're like, after a show, we'd get together and chop it up. So a lot of folks uh, during the during the roundtable time were like, man, you and, you know, uh, me and Dragon, we're, we're certainly still cool. But we had a you know slightly difference of opinion on certain things in the way a, a show should go, like maybe who the guest is or maybe who they shouldn't be, that kind of thing. Uh, so we had a few different things. And with a lot of folks pushing, saying, hey, you know, do your own show. I'm like, eh, what the hell? So a few months after getting started, Archbishop was still going, hey, make sure you say this. Make sure you say that. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. How about bring <laughs> How that about you say it? You say that shit. Yeah, yeah, you say and, it. And so... So he, he and I, I remember like it was yesterday. He said, "Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that." And um, day one was sort of like, "So what do I do?" I'm like, "That same shit." Yeah. <laughs> and um, yep. and the thing was, I think what happened. I remember. Uh, I want to say about the the second time, Archbishop came on, he forgot that he was on 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 as we call it. He forgot he was on TV, and that's when the shit got real good. Because then it was just a couple of bros who were talking, and you know 
going to different, you know, we had different guests and just me and him chopping it up on different things. And I think a lot of, a lot of the folks that watch absolutely benefited from that because the right. whole idea, um, in fact, the, 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 the round table, the idea of the round table, or at least my vision of it. And I used to share with, uh, with you and, and, uh, black dragon that, Hey man, what if you could be a fly on the wall in the clubhouse and a bunch of, bunch of gray bearded motherfuckers are just sitting over here chopping up about whatever, about whatever damn subject. Wouldn't it be cool to be the fly on the wall? So the idea of of that show was to create that kind of atmosphere. What if it was, what if you was that fly on the wall? So what me and uh, Archbishop, I think, do is we create that fly on the wall environment for those folks that watch us. And we might find ourselves talking about any kind of thing, but now we just have more people joining the conversation. So the boneheads that, that watch are, you know, they're great with the comments and we see a bunch of them right now. Hey, a matter of fact, Hey, China doll, what's up? And, um, matter of fact, tell her, I said, Hey, or, or if she's watching, well, Hey, China, no, we, gotta, we, we also got to give a shout out to uncle Shaggy, man. Uncle Shaggy. Yeah, I was getting ready to. Yes, sir. Man. Yes, sir. Shaggy. That's what's up. Shaggy. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna quit doing that. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. And Shaggy is Shaggy is absolute. I was actually gonna get to him. Shaggy is one of them dudes who early on, uh, in fact, he was one of those ones. Man, you need to do it because he had Uncle Shaggy's corner, and he was pretty adamant. And here's the thing: a lot of folks you would assume in in other industries or in other environments or whatever, people are like, oh man, I'm doing this thing. I don't want any competition. I want somebody else doing this. That's not the case here because, hey, China dog, what's up, girl? But, you know, it's like in, in this environment, I have got to say legitimately that this has never been one of those, oh, damn, somebody else is going to do this thing. Man, when I tell you, doggone Hollywood, you have been like, uh, like freaking, you're the brother that's my brother. You know what I mean? You were like, if you need some information, I got you. Here's how you do this talk to so-and-so here's what's up with this here's what's up with that i'm coming to florida to, to fuck with you guys you know whatever it is uh it's been nothing but open doors uh black dragon same difference dibber uh, uh dibber is another one he's in the freaking uk and he's same difference doors open come on in plenty of room the water's fine all like that and uncle shaggy man you know uh this this whole uh youtube you know podcasting thing uh, one of the best things about it is, is that I personally have gotten some great friends out of it, you know? Uh, so now Shaggy and I, we run together, you know, cause, uh, I always tease him and say, he's the white version of me in Missouri. Uh, he's the chairman of the COC out there. <laughs> out, out there. I'm the chairman uh, here in Florida and, you know, we'll link up and go to, uh, income or some of this other stuff. Uh, he was just in, uh, uh, in the Northeast a little bit ago. He called both of us like, Hey, are y'all here? And when we said, no, we're not there, he was legitimately like not happy about it because that's how we, you know, we get together, you know, but, um, but, but last thing, man, great introduction for us, man. And uh, I know, uh, I appreciate it. I know, uh, doggone Archbishop does as well, but, um, you know, we're just doing our thing and we're glad it got started and got where we are, but I'm going to shut up for a minute. Well, Archbishop, uh, one of the things that I like about your guys' channel is the thought-provoking content that you you bring out it's just not biker related you got actual content that make people sit back and say hmm and that's what makes a good creator and 
I think there needs to be more of that thought provoking content from everybody, just not one type of, okay, here we are, this is what we do, but content creators like yourselves that make people think. Well, you know, that was the, um, that was the whole point, you know, when me and bone first started doing this and we were, of course we was doing, talking about the biker stuff and all that. And we was like, you know, eventually, you know, you got Hollywood, you got dragon, you got, you got everybody doing this. Eventually you're going to run out of shit to talk about. And, uh, and we didn't want to be one of those shows that kind of doubled what somebody else had already spoke on. So, um, me and Bone got, got two different mindsets. I'm more controversial than Bone is. Okay. So, <laughs> so you know, like, like Bone is the we like on the show, we like yin and yang, but but we coincide together. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that we, that, that we was coming up with, it was like I wanted to talk about the stuff to where, you know, a couple of times I said on the show, like, yeah, we may be we may be in bike clubs and we may be talking about the MC world, but we're also a people first. So we need to talk about, you know, stuff that relates to everyone. Human it, interest. And that's exactly. what you guys do is human exactly. interest topics. You know, so anything that you pick up off the show, you, you can put it with anything. You can put it in your personal life. You can put it with, with work. You can put it with, with, the, with the club scene. It's multifaceted. So you can move it to, and, and use it for whatever, whatever you use it for. Well, you know, I don't think that I don't think that either of us are more controversial. I think what it is, is it, it seems that way or it feels which is a, a good thing if it if some of that can translate to to the audience. But I think what it is, is we have a we're trying to get to the same place. We see a different way of getting there sometimes, which is that's like that's like the behind the scenes stuff, which one of these days we're going to do like a video of us going back and forth, like when we end the show, but we're still talking to each other. It's kind of type the of green thing. room. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like the green room kind of a thing. Because, like, for example, um, I remember um, uh, shortly after Archbishop came on the show, he was, uh, you know, and got involved and became the co-host. He was like, eh, we ought to avoid the politics because the politics are politics and, you know, politics and religion. We ought to avoid that. Now, <laughs> he's the dude who brings up politics before I do. But, right. uh, but you know, right, right. Well, let's be honest about let's be honest about that big bone. You guys do it in a way where you can teach this country something. We can have different opinions, but we can debate the issues and we can discuss the issues with go, without going out there where you're a prick this or you're a prick that. You guys let your audience get involved where there's an actual discussion about oh, yeah. the subject. You know, we have a, we have a, uh, and, and you know, that, that's, it's, it's our goal, but it wasn't our main focus. Our main focus was putting information out there so that the folks that wanted it could get it. If they didn't want it, that's fine too. Uh, but it wasn't ever to like get preachy or anything like that, but it's turned into a, a good resource for a lot of folks or that, that's what they tell us anyway. We have, um, there's this one guy uh uh ken great guy he he has a fan site that he created and he is about as polar opposite as we are uh, politically speaking than than freaking uh you know i mean it's like like trump and biden i mean there you go like the that. exact you know, opposite it's like that kind of a thing politically speaking however the stuff that we cover on the show has turned him into a legit fan and 
even there's many a times when we'll say something uh, politically and he'll chime in and, and say his piece and he's able to say what he wants to say and we hear it and respect it. Even if we don't, I, I've learned some stuff from him. He's learned some stuff from me. And uh, I've said this about 8,000 times. If the rest of the world could figure out what we figured out on the set, like in the biker community, because at, at, the, at the heart of it, we're, we're just a couple of old bikers, right? Um, but bikers have a way of interacting with each other, uh, especially when we're on the same page or on the, you know, we wear the same jewelry, if you know what I mean. Um, we have a tendency to know how to communicate with each other. If, if our uh, so-called elected leaders, if we can call them that, could kind of figure that shit out, man, the world would be a better place. America would be a better country, you know, because uh, we figure out you don't even have to like somebody to respect them or to respect their seat or their position or what it is that they have to say about something. And um, that's not something that we see in the world, but it is something that's pretty commonplace on the set. You know, how many times is a certain club that y'all were beefing with two years ago, you were around two years ago when y'all were beefing pretty heavy and you might've went to the, uh, the, the hospital a couple of times because of it to check on one of your brothers who didn't have a good interaction with somebody. Well, two years later, you know, the bosses have worked that shit out and you're still right. pissed off because you remember that time you had to go see your brother in the hospital. Well, guess what? We, we got to work that shit out. So now what do you do? You work that shit out, you know, like some doing exactly. the it's like a big old circle, but that's what we do on the set. That's what we do on the show. And again, hopefully some folks watching can kind of pick up on some of that shit. If they can pick up what we're putting down, then we probably did. Well, yeah. I mean, we can always agree to disagree, but as long as we respect each side is, and I see what you're saying is, is your audience, for instance, could have the exact opposite of what you're saying, uh, you know, thought wise, yeah. but at the same time, token you're not sitting there going oh i'm gonna ban you out of here you're just some annoyance you know blah 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 you're like allowing them to go ahead and speak their piece probably read their comment and and you actually give them their their due diligence for what they how what they've got to put out there so that's really right, cool right. i like how you you definitely integrate your audience that way I mean, well what i like uh bishop is you and bone bring spotlight to a segment of the biker community and not a lot of people know or understand and that is the black biker set uh you know because when a lot of people think of bikers all they do is think about you know the one set uh the white guys and all that the popular ones the famous clubs but there's a lot of history within your set oh yeah absolutely you know what i mean and if you if you go back and look at the history you know we've i mean the, the actual black motorcycle set has been around just as long as the white set has been around, you know, it just wasn't heavily talked about, you know, because the, because the other ones were, were more, were more prominent, you know? So then once you started seeing them later on and you was like, Oh, I didn't even realize y'all was a club. Well, hell, they've been a club since, since 65. And it was, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, these are like people that you ain't even pay attention to at one point in time, you know what I mean? But now, now you take, heed into it you know what i mean now you pay attention to them because you you see them now you know where they were before they were just kind of under the radar and nobody really paid attention well so, one of the most prominent uh that and this is just not the club scene but uh the whole scene is the whole one of the most prominent uh people in the world of motorcycling was sugar bear 
And a lot of people, a lot of people don't know about Sugar Bear, especially the younger guys. But what does uh, somebody like Sugar Bear? Actually, he he didn't get credit for that Easy Rider Blake either. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yep. But go ahead, Big Bone about Sugar. Well, him and um and um uh, Cliff um damn, just jumped out of my head. But Sugar Bear and uh and um uh, Cliff. Damn it, uh, yo! They're gonna pull my black card for getting a black <laughs> but, um, but no, th- these cats—they had a whole thing going on back in the day, and back in in the '60s, you know, the whole you know the black side, the black set—it was still a thing. And some kind of way, uh, one of the producers, I guess, from um, that was making that movie Easy Rider, saw these things that he had never seen before, which was a chopper. And not just a chopper, but inverted. Uh, the front wheel was inverted with it going down, and you know, with the uh, with the dog on the rotor coming up this way. Nobody had ever seen anything like that. And the funny thing is, is that that actually came from. Uh, if you depending on which story you want to hear, that came from. Man, I don't have money to go to Harley, or I can't go to Harley, and because I'm black, you couldn't go to Harley as a black guy and just buy you a damn bike. So by the but, way, uh, Bone Steve says it's Cliff Bond. Yeah, Cliff Vaughn, thank you. Cliff Vaughn. Uh, Cliff Vaughn and Sugar Bear, you know, these guys were doing what a lot of the brothers did back then. They was like, you know, pick up a piece here, pick up a piece there, pick up a piece here, pick up a piece there, and do like black folks have done for, for generations. And they made something real nice out of out of a bunch of junk. And that junk that they turned into something beautiful became an art form. And it was something for quite a while that was just seen in the in on the black biker set and once uh once easy rider got a hold of it it became you know the iconic uh the uh, captain america bike and things of this sort and you're right that you know they didn't get credit for it but it goes back to that's the that's sort of the history of america uh and forgive the expression but it's the whitewashing of america that it's been happening for so long that it's very commonplace uh, uh for example i had this conversation with somebody um I want to say it was a uh, night before last uh, we were talking about going to Sturgis. So I told the whole, here's why I never went to Sturgis, but here's why I'm ready to go to Sturgis now story. And the, and uh, the one of the people that was a woman that was, it was Thursday night, excuse me. Um, and the one lady said, no, 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 I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And I said, well, you ever been to Daytona? She says, well, sure. Of course for bike week, I go twice, a couple of times a year. I said, yeah. I said, you ever been to the black side? She said, the what now? I said, in Daytona, the black side. She goes, what's that? I said, okay, well, in Daytona, I said, there's a college there called Bethune-Cookman. She goes, yeah, I I think I heard of that. I said, well, if you go to Bethune-Cookman during bike week or Biketoberfest, you're going to see a whole bunch of black and brown folks on one part of town. She goes, oh, black people go to Daytona. I'm like, of course they do. I said, but they go now because they're allowed to. Years ago, they couldn't, which is why they have what's commonly referred to as the black side over by Bethune-Cookman. And here's the crazy thing. I only found out about that maybe 10 or 12 years ago. And I say only because it's been going on forever. Um, and there's a whole lot of different places just like that. Like in Florida, there's Leesburg and, uh, uh, you know, but Sturgis, once upon a time, it, here's some crazy shit about that. Sturgis is, and I'm going to come back to, uh, to Cliff Bond and Sugar Bear in a second, but with, uh, with Sturgis, uh, the guy who sort of 
changed all of that and made it like cool for a lot of black folks to start going. I mean, other than Buffalo soldiers, Buffalo soldiers been going there for a long time, but outside of the Buffalo soldiers who were sort of like the token, okay, to go to Chicago, to, uh, Chicago born yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, those guys made it. You know, those guys were doing that thing. They were doing it for, for the longest time, but it was sort of like, well, those guys are okay because those are Buffalo soldiers. And that's all we needed. Those guys with the good tans right now. But the weirdest shit, you all remember Dennis Rodman? Oh, yeah. How can we forget Bulls? that, another, man? Another, another Chicago. Well, he's a Chicago. Um, was a Chicago Bulls, oh, he can, He's but, a Chicago icon, man. With yeah, the yeah. So he, uh, uh, Dennis Rodman, do, being all his, you know, with all his weird, crazy stuff and the purple hair and wearing the dresses and all like that, he decided he wanted to go to Sturgis with the guy from Beat Al Sassoon. Um, I forget his name, but the guy from the, the hair product people. Uh, him, Beat Al Sassoon or the guy from that company and um, Peter Fonda who were some kind of weird ass way. We're all friends. And he had a motorcycle made for him by, uh, by OCC or orange County choppers. And they made it because he's tall as fuck. So they made a motorcycle for Dennis Rodman and he wanted to ride that damn motorcycle to Sturgis. And he went, there's, there's video of it online and pictures and everything else. So he went to Sturgis. Now, if you were a baller, rich black guy, all you wanted to do now, because Rodman just did it, you wanted to get you a motorcycle and go. So, of course, Shaq has the Superman bike built. You all remember that. So Shaq mm-hmm. has his Superman bike built and uh, uh, Dagan, uh, Michael Jordan goes to Sturgis. And so now if, if you're a baller or if you're cool and you got some dough and you're black, one of the things that you want to do is you want to go to Sturgis like those guys. And next thing you know, you got black people, brown people and all all kinds of folks going to Sturgis and nobody raised an eyebrow. Whereas if you're talking 20 plus years ago, different situation. Whereas now it's cool. It's cool to, you know, take a picture with your favorite black guy at Sturgis because it's, you know, sort of like it was like a unicorn once upon a time, whereas now just is. What about that archbishop, how the scene has become more inclusive for everybody where, like uh, Bone just said, 20, 30 years ago, that wasn't the case where everything was separated. Well, I think it's, um, I think it kind of comes along with the time, you know, and as, as, as people started evolving, then they started being more accepting to other things that's going on. Okay. Like I'll give you an example, uh, an example. Uh, 20 years ago, you didn't hear of people walking around flamboyantly gay that's walking, walking the streets. Mm-hmm. And it was, now it is, you know what I mean? You didn't hear about, you know, transgenders and stuff like that. Now you do. So it's kind of like as the, as we evolved as a country, some things changed, some things stayed the same, you know, cause you, you know, cause even with, the change that we have going on now, you still have fractions of people that, that want to keep it the same. You know what I mean? So yeah. if they still keep it as though it was 1955. They would keep it at 1955. You know, um, I think um, us as a people have evolved. And being that, being that we have evolved, then a lot of things that we we try to change the history. We try to change the narrative and the dynamic of yeah. of what's been previously going on. Because if you don't change that, then it just continues to become a recurring cycle. 
So there had to be there had to be people to, to to step up to be able to change that that dynamic, and that's what we're all doing right now. Even when absolutely, yeah, changing the dynamic. Absolutely, and, I agree with that. You yeah. know, being able to have a upward trajectory of of it, 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 it's not necessarily about like plateauing or anything like that, or or going down. It's really just about an upward trajectory of just bettering ourselves as human beings nonstop, right? And I think yeah. that is, like you said, a representation right here, right now. And as you proper, were going to say, I think proper evolution is going to bring us to events like this, like, like right now, because this is an event, somebody's going to watch this and definitely get something out of it. And and they're going to get that message that Archbishop just said, and it's going to hit them. They're going to be like, damn, that's right. Look at it. Like, yeah, these two white guys and these two black guys. And wow. And, um, and, that, and that's a cool thing. The, the funny thing is, is that, and Archbishop just said this, there's still those factions of, of pockets of individuals who want to roll back the clock to 1955 shit okay we're in florida (laughs) we're literally seeing that like every day in the state of florida because we've got a governor who wants it to be 1955 so like if i wanted to take asian american studies or european studies or or uh uh what is the other one uh uh german german uh history or any of that in florida i could do that but interestingly enough what you can't do, you, you, there is no African-American studies in Florida because uh, uh, DeSantis, yeah, he did away with that. And, you know, like first it was don't say gay, which Archbishop actually hit on that a little bit as well. Uh, the don't say gay bill that they passed and, you know, and, you know, inviting, inviting and dealing with and being supported by openly uh, for, for years, uh, the American Nazi movement. These are the supporters of our governor who is very openly hostile against black folks and, and, and gays and freaking, you know, not a big fan of women. Uh, but the thing is, though, is that there are those factions. But as long as uh, we have a platform to, to get good, solid information and to call bullshit on that, you know, we can do it. This governor, uh, nobody is all bad. Right. So he's done a couple of things at you know, got a couple of good things done because a lot of good folks around him are in opposition to him even got some stuff done. But at the same exact time, he's done some real bad. Then what I was talking about was he signed a bill uh, right after fucking over the state of Florida in a lot of ways. He signed a bill uh, for uh, motorcycle safety and awareness, which uh, gave a few million dollars a year for on a five year contract to groups like uh, Abate and a couple other um MRO type organizations to, to basically to save lives. And I said, man, that's great. Now I was deeply involved in that, in that whole effort. So and, by, said, and by the way, you are history, big bone, cause you are okay. actually a president of the COC and there, you wouldn't have seen that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 15, 20 years that's, ago. That's right. True. Hey, okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to interrupt my damn self and tell you. So, and I was thinking of this earlier when you were saying something and, um, Archbishop remembers how it was back in the day, but uh, back in the early, uh, in the very early 2000s, when I first joined the COC, I literally got stopped by a guy and said, hey, (laughs) you're in the wrong place. I said, no, no, I'm supposed to be here for the COC meeting. And he literally did one of these. (laughs) This one? Yeah. Like, yeah. (laughs) This dude went to tell me, uh, I'm going to 
change his names to protect the innocent. But this one guy from a certain club that's still around said, no, he says, I think you got this mixed up because we don't have your type of people here. He goes, matter of fact, I've never seen a black dude on a Harley before, let alone. And back then I used to wear the little president thing. He goes, let alone a president of a club. He goes, but I don't give a fuck what you are. You ain't welcome here. So there's one certain uh, uh, one percenter uh, who happened to be the chairman of that COC uh, comes over and goes, hey, he goes, what's going on here? We got a problem. And this guy says, no, nah, we don't have a problem. I'm trying to show this guy the door. And we're outside, by the way. He goes, I'm trying to show this this so and so the door. And I said, yeah, I think we do have a problem because this guy seems to have a problem with me being here. What he didn't know was, is that this white one percenter with the swastika was the one who asked me to come there. And uh, then blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he did the thing that they did. He got a little loud. Uh, this guy, I'm sure he was on solid foods and probably a couple of three weeks after that. But the point is, is that it was a hostile environment. And that's that was in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Just because just because I had a good tan and wanted to be involved and do some good shit for my community. Just even back then, wasn't a thing. So now, but like you said, so flash forward day one. My first experience day one of the COC is weird as all hell because now I'm the chairman of that same exact COC about uh, uh, about twenty about twenty years later. I'm the the chairman of that same COC. Good tan and all with those same exact clubs and a, a bunch of other ones as a part of that COC. And Archbishop is the freaking start. Hold on to yet. He's the the sergeant arms for the same COC. <laughs> so they didn't get one they got two yeah well, you guys are changing history. another thing that's interesting uh archbishop that people don't know about history and why a lot of blacks are just finally getting into harley davidson a lot of blacks weren't welcoming in into a harley davidson dealer back in the day yep true true and you know um like i said if you was if you was having this conversation in the in the sixties uh, and mid seventies, no, no, you didn't. I mean, even in the eighties, you didn't even you didn't even see that. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the bites that was written during that time were were usually, you know, bites that people done gotten. They done modified the bites to make them look as close to a Harley as you can as you could get without it being a Harley. The Harley Davidson. Yeah, right. Harley or Honda Harley Davidson. Davidson. Yeah, right. yep. You got those two. You know, right. You know what I mean? Everybody had a Honda Davidson doing that time. Yeah, the Honda Davidsons. <laughs> Hell, I had two at that time. <laughs> but, you know, like now, you know, they open arms about it because you think about it, you know, there's a lot of black people that got bikes, you know, and they're not buying little bikes. They buying road glides and street glides and ultras and uh, and trikes, you know. They buy these, these high-dollar bikes. So now they don't mind. You know what I mean? But like I said, that goes along with with the whole evolution part anyway. You know what I mean? Because eventually you're going to have to think, you know, like back then, a lot of people, they didn't give a fuck to tell you the truth. You know, if they can make, you know, okay, they can come in here and I can make this amount of money off, off of these people over here, or I can just, I can keep it segregated and I'm just make this money here. Back then, they would just make this money right here. You know what I mean? Now, Money rules everything. So damn straight. So when it comes to actually purchasing, they don't give a fuck if you black, blue, green, polka dotted. You know, they don't mm-hmm. as long as you got good credit and you can make that payment, your ass is getting this. You know what I mean? And they're gonna make sure you walk out with it. You know what I mean? Nice. It ain't no 
think about it no more. He was like, we're going we gonna to work with you. Well, well, they'll tell you, like, what's your minimum monthly or the max monthly you can have? And then we'll stretch it out 16 years if we need, you know? It's like, they'll do whatever they need in order to get you. We're going to buy your old shit. Hell, it may be a 1999. We're going to give you 9000 for it. <laughs> yep. Get this bike. Knowing damn well that bike ain't worth a damn. But they're going to buy it from me because they won't, because they know that yeah. you're about to spend 23, 24, 25, 30, 35,000 yeah. up for these, for these bikes here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so they don't mind doing that. And then once you take them back and you know, the especially dealing with Harley, them bitches always break down. So, so <laughs> going back and forth, I mean, the best bike that was ever built to tell you the truth was a victory. They ran themselves out of business because them bikes were so good that they didn't break down. Yep. You know what I mean? They ran themselves out of business. You yep. know, Harley, you guarantee that's what the HD stands for, $100. You know what I mean? Every <laughs> time. That's what, and that's what it is. You know what I mean? Back in the – my uncle always told me money talks oh. bullshit runs marathons. That's what it is these days. It doesn't matter what it is. As long as you got the dollars and you're willing to pay for it, then they're gonna give it to you. You know what I mean? And that's where that's where a lot of this stuff has changed. Because before everybody was they was they were their their ethics and their morals were groomed from their fathers and their mothers, who this is this is how they taught us to be. Now it's like it hit a certain, it hit a generation where the generation was like, you know what? That's bullshit, mm-hmm. you know, because Jack over here is my good friend. You know what I mean? He ain't never do nothing to me. You know what I mean? Why mm-hmm. am I around, you know, acting like this for what? You know what yeah. I mean? So, like like I said, like, it took a generation to change it. And then it's, you know, it started to progress from there. But then, like, mm-hmm. even just like we was, we was talking about before we put us on uh, Hollywood about what happened down here in Florida at, at Disney. You know, you have you have families that come into this state every day just mm-hmm. to go. You know what I mean? That's the biggest tourist attraction in, in the country is to go to Disney. And so you can imagine a family that's coming from Oklahoma or Ohio or New York or whatever, and they driving to Disney and they see when you're coming down this long stretch and you see Walt Disney World, this big thing that goes all the way across the road, and you're like, okay, so now this is the, you know, the remember the commercial back in the day, this is the happiest place you ever could be. And you drive in there and you get right to the grounds, and what do you see? Is that they got a swastika covering up Mickey and Mindy, and they sitting out there doing this shit. Mm-hmm. So, but you got your kids in the back. You know what I mean? So the question yeah. that that we brought up last week is that how is it, like, what is it that you're going to tell your kids what that means. You know right. what I mean? Because you can't just say ignore it, or you can't just say, oh, I'm just some stupid fuckers, don't pay them no attention. Yeah. You can tell them why it's stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or why they're even there in the first place. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's like certain questions you just can't get around. You have to be straightforward with what's going on and then be able to not only tell them what's, what's going on, but be able to steer them away from that. From the BS. Or, right. Or you know what? One of the things that they talked about, um, uh, DeSantis used the argument of um, uh, early on before he tried to clean up his 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 uh, pitch about uh, squashing all the African-American history. He was like, oh, it's related to CRT and CRT is bad because it makes uh, white kids feel bad about themselves. Well, 
that's I call bullshit on that because here's the thing. Uh, all history is full of good stuff and full of bad stuff. The lesson should be not just that uh, some white folks uh, who were really European, uh, but if you go back far enough, not that long before uh, before slavery times, but if you look at, okay, yeah, some white folks had some black folks as slaves, but guess what? It was some white folks who helped fought or who helped fight for the freedom of those slaves. So how come they can't learn that some white folks did some good stuff and some white folks did some bad stuff? Just like, you know, Harriet Tubman was known to, to kill us a so-and-so if she was trying to help y'all escape and you had one of them who got cold feet or wanted to snitch or something like that. Hey, they might say, well, Harriet Tubman was a murderer. Well, so maybe that's a bad thing, but she did some good stuff too. But going back to uh, what we were talking about with Harley is uh, my cousin, uh, when he came, I'm getting ready to age myself a little bit, but when um, one of my cousins, uh, my, my older cousins came back from Vietnam, uh, three brothers, and they all came back, uh, which that in and of itself was freaking amazing. But uh, two of them, two of them wanted to buy motorcycles straight away because they got with some buddies over there. And, you know, that's a normal transition military yep. to, to the MC. And uh, so they joined this one certain club that I don't care for nowadays. But, you know, I give them a break because it was in the 70s and they probably didn't know any better. They were probably high on something. But anyway, <laughs> uh, they uh, joined this club and they both wanted to get they both wanted Harley Davidson's because they had some military money and both of them. Uh, went to Harley and were told they were reminded, yeah, we know you've been fighting, whatever, but not nah, don't darken our door coming here talking about buying a Harley. So they went to uh, Mr. West, uh, Robert West Sr. He lived in, on uh, Aragona Boulevard in Virginia Beach. Uh, I'm giving you a shout out if you're out there, Bob Sr. But um, anyway, uh, they went to him and he was sort of like uh, my my dad's arch enemy. You know, they used to argue and stuff, but they used to fish together every Saturday. Anyway, they went to uh, Bob West Sr. and said, hey, we want to buy some bikes and uh, they won't let us. He was like, what the hell? That's ridiculous. Uh, do you know which bike you want? Long story short, they gave him the money. He went there, bought them Harleys, didn't charge him a dime for doing it. And then he just signed over the title to either of them because they had all their military money. But back in the day, if you was black and you wanted you had to have you a Harley. You either had to have a white friend or you had to buy one from somebody who had one used and was just going to sell it. And, you know, regular Joe Blow didn't give a damn who was buying it as long as they was buying it. Right. But at the dealership, Harley was a that was, you know, that was an institution. Even back then, that was an institution. And that institution was not going to be tainted with this interracial, seg, you know, non-segregationist and all that BS. But, you know, so but again, like Archbishop said, I, I actually, uh, you did too, Mike. Uh, this evolution, we've slowly been moving in the right direction. And there are those folks that would try to drag us backwards and like that. But fortunately, uh, you know, I think at the, at the end of the day, right is always going to win out. And, and if it's not, we got to stay in the fight until it does. And uh, uh, Hollywood, I'll, I'll tell you this real quick, then I'm going to shut up again. Uh, but on that show that we were doing, where we were talking about... Um, about, uh, you know, the Nazis coming to Florida and that whole thing. I saw you were legitimately pissed. I was too, but, you know, we're hosting shows, so we got we to, gotta, you know, keep our emotions in check, whereas it's good to be a, a, a viewer sometimes because you can just say it like you mean it and get, it, get the shit off your chest. But I could tell you were legitimately fired up because if you think like I do, and you know, me and Archbishop were both in the military, so we, we have a special connection to 
you know, the, the greatest generation that went and fought the Nazis. And now, you know, we saw them in Charlottesville, marching up and down the streets, you know, with the damn tiki torches and stuff. And I thought that was bad enough from a few years ago. But now we got them here in Florida, you know, Nazis that we fought against in the war to, to get freedom throughout the world. And we're Americans and they're doing this, man. Yeah. But I was it did my heart good to see you as fired up as you was about that. Not that I mean, I know you're a hell of a good guy, but it reconfirmed for me. Yeah, Hollywood is a good dude, not because you're pissed off, but because you're fired up and pissed off about the right thing. Which yes. tells me we're going in the you know what I'm saying? It's like anybody can be pissed off, but you that was the thing, like you said earlier, the thing that pushed your buttons was that bullshit. And it, it did my heart good, brother. It, 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 well, it, it really does because my brother was a Marine. Uh, my uncle died in Vietnam. Uh, my grandfather's uh, brother died in uh, Europe during wow. World War II. And a lot of in the game. Oh, yeah. And I cannot sit back and understand why anybody would support a, I don't even call him a human being. He's a fucking animal. Uh, there was over 60 million people that died during that war. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand. They tortured our boys over there when they were caught. They tortured them, shot them. Uh, There was the one massacre where they just lined them in front of tanks. How could you support somebody like that in 2023? It's arrogance. It's arrogance and these people, I mean, it's crazy. We we went against that, didn't we, as an entire nation? It's hilarious yeah. that, that you know, the arrogance behind it, you know, like waving a flag in front of Disney. Like, come on, man. Like, that's uncanny, uncalled for. It's unreal what people are willing to do just because of emotions. Those are the most dangerous type of people are, are emotionally driven men. I don't even you know think it's I mean? emotion. I don't even think it's emotion. I think it's ignorance. And I think ignorance and arrogance mix for sure. I think that they have no pride or patriotic responsibility to this country. If you raise your hand and, uh, you know, salute a son of a bitch that, committed genocide and it, you know i'll turn the show controversial you know we know about the genocide that happened in europe but we never talk and yeah, i'm a big yeah. fan of the machine gun preacher oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. nobody talks about the genocide to them babies over in africa yeah, yeah. or the women it just shows you where the world is with some of that kind of thinking our yeah. Mm-hmm. well yeah you know and then if you think about it, a lot of the like a lot of the stuff that we that we talk about on these on these different shows and this is stuff that the mainstream never talks about so you don't realize that this stuff is actually going on unless you ask unless you're actually sitting on here like scanning and watching these different documentaries that's on you know i mean youtube has been like the best thing ever because you got documentaries for everything youtube mm-hmm. can Everything is going on because somebody done a documentary on something. Brother, but, tell them about tell them about what we did for human trafficking. Yeah, I mean, so we. Well, that that's right, Arch. But you talk about. Uh, I'll let you talk in a second about that. But when you see them type of people saluting a bastard like that in the United States, and then you see the genocide happening now in Africa, mm-hmm. you don't know how. Fucking lucky you are to be an American yep. right now. Yep. Damn right. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, we did a we did a show back uh, what almost two. Uh, two 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 uh, two part shows, but it was like almost almost a year ago. I oh mean, yeah, about, about eight months ago, when we was talking about human trafficking, and we had um, different people that was on there that was uh, a part of these different associations that was dealing with going out and actually finding these these uh, these women and these these children that had been abducted and, and, and sold and stuff like that. But then we also had um, a, uh, a lady that was on the show that was actually a victim of this, that that had been abducted and had went through a number of years going through, you know, everything that was going on. And, you know, when we first started talking to her on the phone, I know when I first started talking to her on the phone, I told her, I said, listen, I know um, what we're talking about tonight is going to bring up a lot of skeletons that you may not want to bring up. So anything that you don't want to bring up, don't. You know what I mean? Because you know you don't want somebody that that has healed from a situation to relapse and go back into it. But but she was a trooper about it, you know. And she and she put it out, the good, bad, and the ugly. She, she put it out. For those of you that haven't seen it, go in the big bone yard, scroll down, and you, you and you'll see it. There was two. We we did two segments on it, yeah. and it's a lot of information that was, that was put out for there. But this is stuff that the mainstream really didn't even talk about. Now you may you may hear it every now and then, but it's like you hear it one day, but then you don't hear it no more. Right. It's going to be on page thirty six. You know what it, I mean? Yeah. You have yeah. these uh, these young kids and these women that's abducted every single day, that's either being shipped overseas, shipped to other countries, all this other stuff. For, for, for sex, on drugs, everything else. You know what I mean? It's 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 crazy when you get these people on there and you, and you listen to all the stuff that they that they've ran into and that they bought these 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 people from. It makes you like it makes you sad in one and mad on the other end because you're yeah. like, how is it that we live that that we live in a country and this happens the way and we allowed that? Yeah, how did yeah. that happen? Right. You know we're supposed to be the greatest country in the world, but this shit right here happens, and you know they they take it from here and shipping them to other places. You know what I mean? And these these people that you know, you get some that may escape, and you know, or some that these groups find or whatever. But think about the number of these women and children that disappear and you never see them again. Especially you know, uh, and it's not just not just white, just white, black, and indigenous yep. uh, people that's disappearing, that you never see them again in life, that's somewhere else right right now, addicted to drugs, tricking, doing everything else because they because they bringing these bringing these kids in. There was a uh, there was a movie I watched on Netflix a couple weeks ago that was talking about this this very thing, and they was they was down in Central America and they they pulled all these kids. And they they did this thing was like a like a model search. They were searching for all these different mm -hmm. little kids to be be little models and stuff. And they got all these little kids in there and told the parents like, "Hey, we're gonna do little model things. It's a closed session. Y'all y'all aren't allowed to be here. But come back at five o'clock. That's when everything will be open. Come and get your kids." They come back. These kids gone. Was that was that Gloria? Is the story about Gloria Trevi? Uh, no, no. Okay. So, Get the actual name for it. I just like it, it just came out like this year okay uh, and these kids disappeared 
And um, there was a, a a little boy that had got a it's called Sound of Freedom. That's what it is. Okay. The movie just came out. Right, right. They had uh, this this uh, inspector with Homeland Security. He was like over this particular section, and he had done it for so many years that he he traveled to all these different places trying to get these kids. And uh, he found this one little kid, and he told him about his sister. And he went back and tracked it and tracked and tracked until he, until he finally found him. But when he found him, he also found like over 200 other kids that had been abducted. And it was a whole chain of people that was involved in it. You know, so this isn't just some little, you know, mom. Once mom. in a while thing. Yeah. Right. You know, stuff. And they were shipping these kids in shipping containers, putting them on ships and was yeah. shipping them all over the place. You know, yeah. this. This is the stuff that people don't understand. This 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 is stuff that they don't talk about on the right. on, on the news and stuff like that. Very That's right. Bring it out. You, you know, everybody has to know. I want to throw out. Um, you hit on something. A, a couple of different things. So we did uh, like a, a two part. You know, like uh, two weeks in a row. Uh, the first week, the reason that we actually had there were three women that we had made contact with, who were survivors of this human trafficking. And that first week, they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it because yeah. it was so emotional. It was just so damn, you know, like Archbishop said, they it was going to take them back to a place where, and all three of them were in therapy. And they were, they were, it was, this was a rough time. And some of them absolutely had, they had been out of this thing for uh, one lady, it, it had been five years. It's already but hard enough was, to get on camera and yeah. do a show, let alone talk about some crazy traumatic stuff. Yeah. So oh. that next week, uh, that next week, uh, where we had different guests and different folks, uh, the one lady that was there was she was a survivor, and and she had to get her. It took her a week to get herself right, but the reason that she did it, she felt that it was too damn important for folks not to know about what happened. And then we did something way different. We had the uh, for the state of Mississippi, we had the. Uh, the commander of the human trafficking task force for the state of Mississippi, who she's a biker, she's in a club, she's a, a woman. And the whole idea was to exchange information. We also had uh, the woman who was in charge of, uh, of uh, she's out of the UK, uh, Lorraine, Lorraine Smith. Uh, we call her, uh, we call her Lowe for short, but uh, Lowe is in Europe. And she's, uh, she works with uh, both the survivors of these women who women and children who have been abducted by these west what they call western bloc gangs in europe now we learned so much like we learned in europe it's organized gangs and they do one thing and one thing only and that's human trafficking whereas here in the united states it's a different it's still happening they just do it in a less organized fashion because now you're dealing with uh pimps guerrilla pimps and and certain gangs but not to the same not to the same uh degree or volume as they are in europe but the thing is the trade is going on uh we learned and here's the biggest thing we, i keep saying we learned right so we learned a lot of stuff which means that we learned it and the audience learned it but here's the 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 big reason as to why we were doing that because bikers are everywhere and we got the result and i mean damn near immediately where we're hearing from people uh, both in Florida and other states 
where people were sending messages. Hey, I just saw such and such and such. You guys talked about that on the show where we gave all kinds of examples of how you can see. Because a lot of times these these people aren't really hiding. You know, they're they're all kinds of different places. They'll be in Walmart. They they'll be working as a as a, as work slaves. Not not all sexual slaves, but they'll be working for some factory and they're 12 years old. And there's uh, and right here in Florida, uh, Miami actually located a student who was told the only reason he was a student is because uh, uh, what do you call it? DCF division, uh, uh, child, uh, child, um, what do they call it? Child welfare, child welfare, division of children and families that DCF um, went to the place where they were forcing this kid to work. He's 14 years old, had been illegally smuggled into the United States, sold off a couple of, he was a sex slave at one point, then he was a slave slave, he was working for a restaurant, all kinds of bad stuff, and they, the DCF said, hey, this kid's supposed to be in school. Had they not forced the kid to go to school to be in compliance with the law to keep the DCF off of him, then this kid would have never been in that school. She would have never been like, hey, wait a minute. All the stuff they talked about on the show, this kid has all of the all of the earmarks of one of the. And guess what? It was. So they got him squared away. They got him with a good family. Um, all so wow. he's taken care of. I can't go into it too much, but the thing is, is that this story has repeated itself again and again and again by some dirty ass biker on some dirty ass bike somewhere because they watched that damn show and realized that hey, that barcode that's. That's not just not a fashionable thing. That might mean something. Hey, wait a minute. Let me make a phone call. Or in the case of some of these guys, some of these guys are like, let me go talk to the handlers. And I'm sure that those handlers are back on solid foods now as well. But <laughs> repeatedly, repeatedly, you know, just that one thing we did it two weeks and we talk about it a lot. But it's it's like Archbishop was saying. It's going on in 2023. It's happening on a large scale. And especially, uh, I'll take this minute, if you live in a port town, like if the town you live in, there's a major waterway where, you know, where boats are coming in and out with products, human trafficking is going on in that town because that's the number one way. Like you said, they'll put a bunch of kids or women or whomever in a doggone Connex box, we call them Marine Corps, the, the big shipping container. Containers. They're, yeah. moving them in, they're moving them in and out that way. So it's if terrible. you're in one of these towns and wonder, well, I don't think that's happening here. Guess again, it is happening wherever you are. It's happening. If you, especially if you got water going to your oh, town. Oh no, it, it definitely happens, and we have it happen with not even just with that. For instance, here in the yeah. port of Long Beach, here in Southern California, yeah, it wasn't absolutely. that long ago uh, that you know they open up, they they do random inspections on some of the containers and stuff, and they go open them up, and one. One time recently, uh, within I think the last couple of years, I think it's happened a couple of times where they open it up and it's like full of Chinese men that half of them yeah. are dead. <clears throat> yeah, they were using the, the bathroom, the corners of the, the the container to like shit in. It was terrible, like yeah, terrible, terrible conditions. Yeah, it's, well, it's happening wanted, all around uh, the world. I wanted to ask Archbishop this before uh, China Dow wants to come on and say hi to Big Bone and Archbishop, <laughs> please, uh, but uh. Why do you think the media had such a problem with that Sound of Freedom movie? I think they have a problem. I don't think it's the media that has a problem with it. I'm thinking it's the powers that be that has a problem with it. And the powers that be owns the media. So mm -hmm. they, they want to talk about it, what not to talk about. I think that's the I think that's the big issue. 
you know, um, you know, like what what Bone was saying was absolutely correct. I also want to give a shout out to Anthony. Remember, Anthony was the was the guy from Detroit, yeah. from the uh, Detroit Traffic Kids Associate. Uh, yeah, Tom Tom Poli, Tom Poli. Uh, he's on TikTok and all this different stuff. He always posts stuff. They be they actually go on hands in. They bust in hotel rooms. They do everything yep. to get the kids out. You know they. You know the thing is though, it's like people people try to cover up shit like that because they don't want people to think like, oh, like this is this is what really goes on. You know what I mean? And a lot of people kind of look at it and it's kind of out of sight out of mind until it's one of their family members that correct yep until it happens to you or someone that's close to you then right. all of a sudden now we care about it you know right. so so once once that happens that's when that's when shit gets real when it happens to you you know but think about all these other families that's missing their daughters and their sons and you know sisters aunts whatever because they've been abducted you know i was um back back a few months ago there was a lady that i know um she just happened to call me one day and she was like hey what if you come by the house and look at something for me so i go by there and where she was at work somebody had marked her car had put the little yellow stripe across mm-hmm. her tire, had marked her car and they and she said that she felt like somebody had been had been following her. And when she went to her job and happened to pull up the security cameras to where her car was sitting, it showed somebody actually going through and actually marked her car, you know, and um, they marked it with this kind of paint that you like couldn't scrub off, you know, so they so they knew the car. And um, the only reason why nothing happened to her that particular day is because when she got off work, she walked out with a group of people and she was able to get into her car and leave. And she didn't notice that the paint was on her car until she got home, you know, but um, when we was talking about on, the, on this particular show, there's a lot of things that goes on what they what they do, like they put stuff on the on your windshield wiper, they put uh, zip ties on your on your uh on your door openers and i mean on your on your door handles and stuff like that they do all this stuff so then that way it's quicker for them to pick you up you know what i mean but the the media itself if you think about it the media focuses on certain things and while while they focused on certain things it's like it's all about manipulation Tell everybody knows that with Manipulation is all about what you see right now. It doesn't have to be true, but it's what you see right now. So I'll give you an example. Um, here for the past couple of weeks, the only thing that we hear on TV, what are they talking about all the time? Trump. Trump did this, Trump did that, Trump did this. I'm gonna fuck what Trump did, tell you the truth. I'm gonna fuck what he did. I mean, tell you the truth, actually, he's straight up fucking G for real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, because he was doing this shit for real. You know what I mean? Now, I might not agree with his politics, but what he did, he was a straight up fucking G for doing it. But anyway, everybody sit there and we talking about Trump. You know what I mean? And you, you see the little motorcade, him getting up, flying, displaced, walking in and out, whatever. Now, during the time that this is going on, there's 14 or 15 fucking bills that just passed through that ain't nobody talking about. It's all kind of stuff that's going on that nobody's talking about. See, that is it. Don't you focused on this? And while you focused on this, you are ignorant to this. 
And that's what and that's what it is. It's all about it's it's all about smoke and mirrors. That's what it is. They want you to focus on this so you don't pay attention to this. And by the time you pay attention to this, it's too late and you fucked. You know what I mean? So this is the reason why we put out a lot of stuff that we that we put out to let you know, like, okay, you may be paying attention to this, but focus on this. Because yep. this here is what's gonna affect your family. Trump, don't nobody give a fuck about that. That's not gonna affect your house, but this right here is though. You know, we just had this 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 hurricane that just came through Florida. And the town that it hit, if your if your house wasn't sitting up on stilts 20, 20 foot up, you got completely washed out. But they passed this new insurance law here that they jacked up the insurance up so damn high that people can't afford insurance. So that whole town got, got wiped out and nobody had insurance because they couldn't afford it. So then what happens? Now you got these little greedy landowners that come up, they, these, these uh, land developers to show up and be like, hey, I know you got washed out. I know you don't got insurance. Here, take this little money right here. Mm-hmm. People get washed out. They lost everything. What are they going to do? They're going to they gonna take that money. They're gonna and then they're gonna turn it right around, build some fucking hotels, put a damn resort up on the shit or whatever, you know. And that's what it is. You know, it's all about, you know, taking taking from the little man to make your shit more. Well, you just described like in a physical sense what media is, you know what I mean? In that in that sense. That it's it's lies and manipulation equals money every single time. And that's what their goal is to do. And I got in all seriousness, I gotta bring I got to bring China down on here. She wants to say hi to Big Bone and Narch. I want to answer your question, though, too, Hollywood. You had a great question earlier. That I, oh, but go ahead. Uh, where, where is she? Why, why won't you let us talk to China, doll? Why are you acting funny? Why are you acting hey, funny? Hi. Hey. What's up, China? China doll? Hello. How are you boys doing? How are you? <laughs> she watches your show all the time, so she wanted to say hi. <laughs> I do. What's I up, How you been? Listening to you guys. Well, you don't call. You don't write. People are really, <laughs> you know, people are saying, why is why is China call acting that way? We don't even understand why. We thought because you know we've been talking about putting people in boxes and stuff. We just assumed that Hollywood has one of those at home and puts you in it. I mean, that might be some kinky. You know, couple, <laughs> I don't know. I could probably fit in a, sh- in a carry-on suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's possible. <laughs> what do you think about the subjects that they bring up on their show compared to the other biker channels? I think it's a lot more in depth. That- it's it's more deep, and it's more intense. I mean, I, I I love the fact that they're not about repeating other people's news because yeah. there's. I mean, it's true that it's like you guys eventually run out of stuff to talk about. It's really hard to find and everybody keeps doing each other's stuff. So it's I think it's great that they have a different way about their show and discussing real topics, real things. And it doesn't always have to be about biker, this biker, that biker, this biker, that. Yeah. And they've been doing consistently every week. Since, I mean, the beginning and, and that shows consistency is key, man. And I love that these guys, no matter what, they're they're live. You know, you can expect them at their time and that they're on, you know. So that's with the exception of Bone, you know, you are like five <laughs> minutes, seven minutes, ten minutes sometimes yeah, I late. <laughs> yeah, I suck. Just saying, just saying. But you're going to be on, though. We'll see. Because, yeah, you, you know, know what? Because, you. you know, and we uh, I remember when when I first started the show. I'm not even kidding you. Uh, 
I, I think the, the first thing was, as we were uh, writing these, aver- you know, like the promos and all that stuff, I was used to say about 7 p.m. I mean, he was like, well, is it 7 p.m. or not? Eh, it's about 7 p.m. Well, why? Oh, yeah, it has to be 7 Well, like, hey, because we're doing biker shit. We literally, if you ask Archbishop, how many times have we been on the road, coming back from out of town, you know, run back inside, you know, peel off the freaking duster and the boots and get in here, you know, log on and everything when we were just coming back from freaking Atlanta or Miami or or freaking Mississippi or somewhere. And we rushed back to get back in and do the damn thing. Or we were at, you know, might've been at a, at some sort of a meeting or, you know, some biker shit. So we're real bikers. And a lot of times the shows that we do and, and you're right. And we appreciate y'all saying all of this because because it, it means a lot. I, I promise you, it means a lot coming from y'all folks. It means everything. But we do try to see the 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 stuff that we talk about. Why would we always ask the underlying question as in why would bikers give a damn about this subject? And Archbishop has the best answer, which is because guess what? We're humans. Guess what? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I know. I know it's human. Somebody get a, snap, get a snapshot of that one, yeah. man. Look at that. Damn. Face. Screenshot it. We're doing it live. Doing that live. Yeah, there he is. But yeah, but but you know, we always try to keep uh, the the biker perspective. But I love the fact that we cover a lot of different stuff. Oh, so real quick. Hollywood, you asked uh, in regard to that movie, why is it that uh, there's been such a reaction uh, in regard to that movie? And actually, it's not the uh, what I discovered. It's not the content of the movie itself. It was the uh, the outspoken opinions of some of the actors in regard to their politics. And it's one of those sort of things where. uh, one or two of those folks are kind of like way out in right field. I mean, like way the fuck out there, you know, like the Jewish space lasers and the Marjorie Taylor Green stuff. Uh, even though the movie, uh, spot on, absolutely spot on, uh, it talked about and covered and shared in, not just entertainment for inter- entertainment purposes, but for purposes of putting a light on on a problem that we have in the world. Uh, so, and actors did their job as actors, but personally some of those guys kind of used the 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 platform and the attention that they were getting for the movie to talk about all this political stuff and it was pretty divisive so that's that's where that headache came from but at the end of the day it's sort of like if you like michael jackson and you think he touched a kid do you still listen to michael jackson can you separate the artist and, and his art from some shit that was going on outside of him making his art so it's one of those kind of things. So that's kind of what happened with the movie there. Um, one of the things I noticed, Big Bone, about Archbishop when it came to this subject of human trafficking is the emotion that you have behind it, Archbishop. It's something that you believe in, and I can really tell that. Yeah. Well, when you um, – I think when we was doing the – before we did the show, I was uh, was talking to Anthony and I, and then the people that we had on the show, you know, I actually sat down and talked to each of them on the phone and list and like with the survivors fans just listening to what they went through, you know, um, you can be the hardest person on the planet, 
but listen to one of these stories will humble you. You know, because you think about like, okay, it took it took a lot for you to make it through that. You know, and you know how they were talking about how they were, you know, strung out on drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. And they were they were doing that just to make it through. It wasn't just to cover the pain. Right. They needed to make it through. And you you start listening to how like you think like really can another human being treat someone that way? You know what I mean? For the amusement of somebody else. You know, and that the reason why we were so passionate about that, about those particular shows, and this and it's a couple other ones that we were like really passionate about is because that stuff hits home because I have daughters. You know, I have daughters, I have sisters, and I know what I would do if something happened to one of them. Yeah, you know that's I mean? right. It ain't mm-hmm. it ain't shit that you can do to keep me from getting that whoever it was. You know what I mean? And I'm a and I'm a you know, kill the concrete <laughs> of whoever the fuck did it. You know what I mean? That's just that's just me. You know, but it was it was it was mind numbing hearing some of the stuff that was going on and hearing some of the stories that they was that Anthony was saying about busting up into these hotel rooms and them having, you know, nine, ten, twelve year old girls in these in these yep. rooms. And you got these old so ass gross. doing ah stuff i mean that stuff is 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 heartbreaking you know and then you think you got these got these young kids that also have to become an adult sometime and you never let them be a kid but they got all the adult baggage already yep you took all their innocence away you took it all the way and you just threw that on top of them you know, I'll be, I'll be right back, guys. China isn't a fill-in for me. I got to take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when it goes past an hour for him. So this lady that um came on on the, the second week of the show, uh, she was the uh, the commander in charge of the Human Trafficking Task Force in Mississippi. And she uh, had watched the previous week's show. And I remember she was sort of saying to us and to the audience, well, I know you guys, because we had said on that show one, that we don't necessarily call 911. Or we say we don't call them them three numbers. And she was going, well, you know, I know you guys won't do that or don't do that, but, you know, I want you guys to do that. And so we pointed out, hey, it's not that we're against it. We're just saying certain ones of us that come from a certain uh, MC persuasion are not inclined to call those three digits. And and clearly the way that um, the Anthony uh, and, and some other folks we know get down, you know, those calls were never made. And I'm sure the, the perpetrators that that grabbed up them little girls and abducted those women, they would have wished that somebody would have called 911 to save their ass. But, um, you know, and that was uh, as as much as it's a horrible thing. It's it, it's pretty refreshing to know that it's still good people out there who are willing to put their ass on the line to help these women, these children and boys, and in some cases, men like, like uh, out there in, uh, in LBC, that was a bunch of Chinese men, grown ass yeah. men, uh, you know, but there's folks that are willing to put their ass on the line for somebody else. And for us to be able to learn about that and share that information with our audience is it's a wonderful thing because it also encourages other folks to get involved, not just with human trafficking, which is hugely important, but a lot of this other stuff that we get a chance to talk about. So I feel 
just blessed that we have this platform and that it's it's in, endured for this this amount of time with the support of folks like yourself, Hollywood, and 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 you know, and everybody else like Dibber and and uh, Shaggy and Black Dragon and all that. Uh, you know, so hopefully, you know, we'll we'll keep doing the damn thing. You know, we're going to try well, I, to anyway. I know I cut into your show time, man. And, yeah, that's all right, brother. You know, this is really a fascinating conversation that uh, we had today. This is the kind of stuff people actually don't know about me. This is the stuff I actually like talking about. Oh, right on. Because uh, yep. it, challenge, it challenges your mind. And I don't like, you know, I already know that I got this one niche that I'm putting in a box. But, you know, that's why I like the second half of my show with Motorcycle Madhouse. We talk about yeah, all yeah. kinds of stuff. Because right right we are human beings, you know, if people yeah, yeah. like it or not, because I've seen some comments, uh, well, you know, I thought bikers don't work for cops. Well, say that if your little sister is uh, missing and next thing you know, she's sitting in Europe right now with one of the Albanian gangs. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Uh, right. How much street resources do you got? You know what I mean? Is your street resources going to be able to recover your, your sister at that point or your little daughter? I yeah. Don't know. Oh, speaking of some goofy that somebody uh, commented, but uh, Steve Williams said this thing about um, about Malcolm X said that uh, that black people must uh, that black men love being in chains by the Democrats. So I, I I have a need to respond to Steve Williams for that stupid ass comment. Um, so first of all, I don't know the best or the worst black man. I don't think he's interested in being in anybody's freaking chains. And I think he took that statement out of context. And it's also, uh, chronologically speaking, very incorrect. At the time in which Malcolm X made that statement, the Democratic Party was extremely conservative. In fact, they were an offshoot from what they called the Dixiecrats. Um, so it was not the Democratic Party of today. And the Republican Party was not the same Republican Party, ideologically speaking or otherwise, at that time. So that's one of these guys who takes a small piece of information and tries to pervert it for the understanding of anybody ignorant enough to listen to his ass. So, so yeah, that's not right. And this conversation that we're having today is not about Democrats versus Republicans. Cause if you listen to us, you've heard me say umpteen thousand times that Democrats and Republicans are two wings of the same fucking bird. You know, yep. and you need both of them. And the thing is, is that, once we the people figure out that the democrats yeah they're gonna play your ass if you let them republicans they're gonna play so your ass they. if you yeah. let them so stop being so you know just in, like uh it's like a like cult-like thinking you know i'm with this team you know like i love the freaking cleveland browns or whoever no, nothing against cleveland browns i'm just using for an example but Cleveland Browns, win or lose, damn it, that's my team. You can be that way about sports, but when it comes to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, pull your head out of your ass and start doing what's in the best interest of you and your family. And nine times out of ten, the, the rhetoric that they're pitching you, these politicians that are pitching you and selling you, what they're saying on the podium and what they're saying on that 14-second uh, soundbite on Fox News or on YouTube or Facebook or whatever is not the shit that they're saying in the office. And I know this because I spent shit just this year, the first four or five months of the year I spent in Tallahassee and, and uh, at the Capitol 
talking to these folks. I'm talking in their offices and, and speaking on the freaking floor of the Senate and the House of uh, the House of Representatives and all like that. And let me tell you, as soon as you walk in the door and the door closes, then that Democrat right there and that Republican right there are high fiving each other on the bullshit that they just said to each other. They're making lunch plans and they've already made a decision about what they're going to do with the future of Floridians. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and I'm sure it's no different on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. You know, yeah, the right. only ones getting played are people stupid enough to buy into that shit. So, Steve Williams, do yourself a favor and, and don't don't be such a sheep, man. Don't be such a sheep. Well, this is, you know what, one of the best shows that we've uh, had a deep conversation and stuff. It's going to continue over on the Big Boneyard. Make sure you guys go over there, Mike, if you can put the link in there why everybody's on. Yeah. Uh, And uh, what do you got coming up on your show, uh, guys? We have no fucking idea. <laughs> hey, that, hey, we do it live. That's the best way to be, man. We yeah. just go live, man. We just start talking. Just roll with it. Uh, <laughs> no. Hey, I'll tell you what. We'll we'll bring China doll over there for about forty five minutes and ask her <laughs> in different ways where the hell has she been and how come she don't call, she don't write. Because <laughs> that is a show. If you ask me, that's a show right there. There you go. You're going to be a guest on their show one of these days. (laughs) Acquiring minds want to know. Honestly, um, we'll be like an hour before the show pondering. You know, like I'll go through the week and I'm, you know, I'm watching different things, phones, watching different things, stuff going on. And then we're like, okay, so what are we going to talk about? Yep. And he'd be like, okay, well, Let's do this. And then we try to find a way to incorporate them both and still and still be able to put out a general, a generalized message. You know, and that's, you know, a, a lot of a lot of times we we can't plan ahead because there's so much stuff that's going on, it's kind of hard to plan ahead as to what we're gonna talk about. Yeah. You know, every now and again we'll, you know, every once in a blue moon, we'll have something planned out like a week ahead of time. That's very often. I mean, that's not very often. <laughs> it's very <laughs> rare. Right at, right at the hour, hour before, two hours right. before, me and him on the phone, chopping it up like, okay, we're going to do this and this is how we're going to work it. And we're going to, you know, this this topic here has so many different legs on it. It's unreal. So we're going to we're going to shoot yeah. this way and then we're going to shoot this way. And and if it and if we can't get it all done and we'll push it for the next week, we'll, we'll, yep. and we'll keep pushing it, you know, but do. To, to go back on what Big Bone said right quick to this guy, you can't, how can you support somebody that's not really supporting you? Um, you think about this. These people that we that we running around pledging our allegiance to has not really done a fucking thing for us, period. Nothing. But we want, but we run around here like we're like in in total total loyalty. To a person that you, number one, you're never gonna see. Number two, I ain't never gonna call you by your first name. And number three, don't give a fuck about you anyway. Only thing they worry about is getting to this spot where they're making this money, and then and they're gonna. And once they get to that spot, you realize that they get a check regardless whether they in those positions or not. They get paid for the rest of their fucking life. Yep. They don't give a fuck about you. you no, know they don't I mean? even know you exist. Right, you sitting here right now. Half of the people that are sitting here on here right now is worried about how they gonna how they gonna pay their bills and be able to move 
from one month to another. Everybody lives paycheck to paycheck, whether you know it or not. Everybody lives paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yep. They don't give a fuck about that. Never have. Never will. You know, so we sitting here paying homage and being loyal to someone that is never going to be loyal to you. You know, and we it's kind of crazy how we sit there and we listen to this shit and be like, be like, really? You know what I mean? Is that really what we going with? You know what I mean? Now, I know, I know senators, I know congressmen. I grew up, you know, with congressmen, with, with, with congressmen's kids that, you know, the congressman ended up being a governor of the, of the state of Ohio. I knew their whole fucking family. You know what I mean? But what does that mean though? Nothing. Don't mean shit. You know what I mean? Did some extra bread come to my dad's house to feed us? Hell no. You know what I mean? Do we know him? Sure we did. But that's that's about as far as it goes. That's about it. Yep. But you need to put like put your faith in what matters. You know what I mean? And that's what a lot of people fail fail to realize. I mean, think about it. You you had all this stuff that went on on January 6th, right? All those people was after the protests and the shit. They wanted to go and ride the Capitol and the whole shit. Guess what? All the motherfuckers end up, half of them end up going to jail, right? Half of them went to jail. You got one motherfucker right now, and he a black dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> talking. All this goddamn yeah. talking. Don't know no motherfucking body. Don't know nobody at that motherfucker. But he got to run this now. Guess what? He's sitting in jail right now and can't even bail this motherfucking ass out. Yeah. And ain't nobody else bailed him the fuck out. He, he, the, he the only token motherfucker. Out of 19 motherfuckers, the black guy still locked up. <laughs> wow. So a motherfucker couldn't even bail you the fuck out if you got hemmed up. You know what I mean? That's the shit that we live with. Yeah. You know it's what I mean? Like, like, wake up. For real. Wake that up. Part. Wake up. <laughs> There you go, right there. Thanks, douche, uh, for subbing to uh, the Boneyard Man. Become a bonehead over there. They got a show coming up. I kind of ate into their time. Uh, but, uh, wow, just a perfect show right here, man. This is, the, you know, I like talking about this kind of stuff. Hey, unless the, government, unless the government's coming to my house and paying my bills for me, you got to learn to read between the lines when they speak. Yep, that well, and I've always said, like, I'm I'm not sure why all these people are so worried about, like, who's president and like, oh, we'll vote for this. But how come you never you, you talk all this vote for the president, but that that doesn't change anything for you locally. Why aren't you voting yes. for your local governments? Exactly. Vote for the things that, like you said, Bone, that are going to matter. And as well as you, Arch, the things that are going to matter and those the things that are directly going to uh, affect me is my local government. It's not the president that's going to be affecting me. You know, I, I really could care less. They're just some face, you know, yeah. at this point. But, was, uh, but uh, before we uh, let them let go, everybody, I don't know if you know this, but you got two movie stars sitting right here. I <laughs> just right. learned about it. Uh, Archbishop, you got to tell everybody before you guys go to your show. Oh, uh, look, we, uh, well, <laughs> we've been uh we're involved in this movie and it's called uh rotter doc um it's um i don't know it was kind of like some humbug thing that we got involved in this uh but i'm glad that we did you know it's um they just started filming 
uh, on the uh, the fourteenth. They just started filming, and um, they they're gonna try to have this released. Uh, I think uh, February, March of next year. No, no January, February. Is, is it January, February? Yeah, okay. yeah they're saying January, uh, February. Yeah, so hopefully it'll be released Jan- January, February. But it's a um, it's a full biker movie. It's a legit biker movie. Let me say it like that. It's a legit biker movie, which means ain't no fake shit. Ain't no. <laughs> this right. is. It's about as authentic as you can get, but it's a great movie. It's a great script. The uh, the directors and the writers and all them they they've actually spent a lot of time getting actual knowledge and understanding as to what the MC culture is really about when they wrote this script. Uh, it's a good movie. Like I said, I thought at first that me and Bone just gonna, gonna be like some extras in this in this movie you know you may see them like oh yeah there i go right there in the corner you see over behind behind the boxes and shit yeah that's me over there mm-hmm. but that's not what happened you know we we end up actually having some 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 good parts in this in this movie and then like i said it's going to be some crashes it's going to be some shoot them up bang bang it's going to be some people that ain't going to make it and yeah you know, it. but it's i mean it's exciting you know archbishop I mean? is a murderous bastard Man, we're looking forward to it. We're gonna see it on the on the big side. Murderous bastard! <laughs> Why do I see Bone walking into a scene with a harem with him? I, I don't know. <laughs> harem! Wow! Like, a big coat and everything. Hey, He's gonna do it. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to do that, but uh, Miami vetoed that shit. But oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. some funny. No, no shit though. Uh, honest to God, the first. Uh, and like Archbishop said, we we got involved in this thing, sort of like like a say what now, you know? And um, the the first the first script, I bullshit you not. Um, someone said, hey, well, what do you think about something like this? Oh yeah, well, you know, the question was, oh well, would this happen? You know, like some folks we know ask, hey, you know, if this was a uh, on the biker set, would something like this happen? I'm like, oh hell no, no, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. AB, that shit makes sense. He's like, fuck no, that that da da da. So long story short, when we finally figured out that there's a movie coming, that it, this was related to a movie, and the guy's like, hey, take a look at this script and da 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 da. I'm like, that is a bunch of bullshit. This is garbage. I wouldn't wipe my ass with it. And guess what? The first script of the movie, no kidding, trashed it. The whole thing. Somebody got their feelings hurt because the guy that wrote it, uh, he got trashed along with, I, you know, that wasn't the goal. It was just like, this is garbage. This is bullshit. So they got rid of him, got rid of the, the, you know, the script and the person that wrote it and started from scratch. And that's when shit got good. Real good. <laughs> Real good. So now, now this shit is going to be the most authentic. And remember, you're, this is coming from some folks who have a whole movie making staff of people who are professional at making movie uh, professionals at making movies, but they're also professionals at educating themselves on their subject matter. And they've become de facto, at least for movie purposes, de facto experts in this MC culture. And just to be on the safe side, they've got actual real bikers to, to catch anything that, you know, slip through the cracks or what have you. So what we're going to end up with is a fantastic movie with a murderous bastard. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Archbishop. I ain't supposed to say that kind of stuff, but yeah, he's a murderous bastard in this. Movie. Oh, good God. But yeah. So remember we, we've grown up watch for everything from easy rider to sons to freaking uh, hell's angels movies to, to all of the, the Mayans and the, 
all of the, you know, uh, what was that one with Charlie Sheen? So we've seen all of the biker movies and had critiques for every single one of them and, and know why every one of those movies sucked and why, what they got right and what they got wrong. So we're coming from the standpoint of being actual real bikers who actually get to finally say, instead of yelling at the screen about, why the fuck did you shake his hands with your gloves on? You don't do that. To actually making a movie where that don't happen or someone even correct someone for doing that in a movie. Right. So, right. And it's like 50 other things like that um, just in the first 20 minutes of the movie. So if you're a real biker, you're going to love it. If you're not a real biker, you're going to totally fucking love it. Rock so, on, man. Awesome. Uh, but they're going to go over to their station now. Make sure you switch over. Uh, you're going to probably hear something that just came out of the air from them, like they said. <laughs> but... I'll get a range it where China now can interview with you guys. That would be awesome. Right. That would uh, absolutely be cool. Let's let's do it like soon, soon. That would be totally cool. Awesome. Right, you with it? Game on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'll let you go to your show right there again. Everybody go over, switch to the boneyard right now. Uh, Mike just put in the at big boneyard one eight eight zero. Uh, I think that's the, the link to the YouTube channel. Yep, so that click on channel. that and mm -hmm. you'll be taken right over there to the live show right now. And uh, we appreciate having you guys on, man. It's awesome. Right on, guys. Absolutely, you guys. Thank you so much for coming on here. It was our honor. Thank you. And thank Get you on guys. over there, guys. We'll talk to you later. Rock on, baby. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.